0: The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by ZipRecruiter. Going with a running back on a team with a bad offensive
1: line? Not smart. Using ZipRecruiter to find qualified candidates fast? That's smart. ZipRecruiter identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, then actively invites them to apply. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010.
2: Fantasy, you're in the 06010.
0: Fantasy Focus. Fantasy, Fantasy Focus. Welcome in
1: to the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast, Friday, November 16th. You know what it is, it's week Eleven. Preview time, Field Yates, Matt DeBerry, Stefania Bell. It's weird to have us all here for the second straight day.
3: Happy Friday to both of you. Are we on? Are we on?
1: Live? We are on. Now the monitor that returns us right now is showing a live look at the Stephen A. Smith radio studio, which, <laughs> yeah, normally, is
3: two, yeah. yeah, normally there's like a camera that, so we can sort of see what's being broadcast. Right. To the people that are watching us on Twitter. At, that follow us at fantasy focus. Be sure to follow that on Twitter. But we're not. I'm just I'm seeing some random oh, Secret Stephen Squirrel's Smith fixing it. Producer is, It's one of those things yeah, that normally happens Liam. pre-show that when you're a lot of times when you have a producer that sort of sets up the okay. studio correctly and does what they're supposed to do. Look at oh there this. you go. Look at this Look Stefania. At
1: this. Matthew makes one point in regards <laughs> just, to him being a part of the meeting yesterday and all of a sudden he <laughs> thinks he is just, the overseer of all things I'm that just, should take place look, during our production meeting. You, know what, you what don't I, want
2: us to share the things you miss out on during the meeting, do you?
3: You can go ahead. <laughs> what do I care? Look, the, what, what does Bill Belichick say? Do your job, right? Do your job. Yeah. yeah. So, listen, you know what I do? I do my job. Do you? you go. I like Some having just, you in the studio, by the <laughs> way, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, class up here's, yeah, yeah. here's Secret Squirrel doing his job.
2: Secret Squirrel wanted only, a little extra camera time, so he's Only here.
3: after
1: <laughs> things were America out. America wants more time of Secret Squirrel. Really? On. Yeah, they do. It on they the camera. So. Of course, today we'll be previewing every single game and picking them as well on Picks Can Pick'em. But first, and Daniel, this is kind of awkward to ask you about this when you're in the room. You can run back. So for those of you that listen to this podcast ah, with any regularity, goes. you are aware of the great Kit and Chip. There yeah. are musically inclined friends who have written theme songs for all of us. And Daniel, I'm always blown away by... Just how magnanimous so many members of the 06010 are, including Kitten Chip, who have offered to do something really cool.
0: They have, actually. We've had a lot of people that have asked to be able to have some of the theme songs because it's just so much fun to be able to listen to, and it it means a lot that they've put so much time and effort and energy into it. So, Kitten Chip decided to do something this year. Okay. They created an email account, 06010music at gmail.com, 06010music at gmail.com. All people have to do in order to have all of the theme songs that they have created for the podcast sent to them is go to the V Foundation. V
3: Foundation.org.
0: V Foundation.org. Donate any amount, large or small, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars. How cool is that? Send them a screenshot that you have donated and email it to that link, 06010music at gmail.com. And with the donation, they will send you every single fantasy-focused theme song that they have created to be able to help awareness and to uh, give more to cancer research, which I just think is a fantastic thing for them. To yeah. do. Very cool.
2: Nice job by them. I mean, already so talented and so generous to create these songs, and now uh, spreading their good around the world.
1: So there are multiple ways that you can contribute uh, to the V Foundation, Kitten Chip being one of them. Obviously,
3: if you have been blocked by Matthew, you can donate. Is it $10 for the V Foundation? It's whatever whatever anyone can afford. There's no minimum amount for me. I don't know what the V Foundation accepts, but there's no minimum amount for me to unblock you. Just uh, send an email to unblockme at ESPN.com. And there's a couple that have been sent in that I know I still have to get to, so that's on the list to do. So if you have sent something in and you haven't been unblocked yet, it will will happen very soon, I I assure you. But if you just all you do is the same thing, you go to vfoundation.org or or jimmyv.org, I should say. You go to v jimmyv.org, donate whatever amount you can afford. Everyone can afford different amounts. It's all tax deductible, of course. 100% of the proceeds to the V Foundation go to cancer research, which is one of the great things about that organization. And so uh and then you take, a you know, send a, a copy of your receipt to Unblock me at ESPN.com and I will be happy to unblock you. Candidly, I sounds to- like you
0: were just copying exactly what Kit and Chip have been doing for what seems like a very long <laughs> time. <laughs> well, they're innovators.
3: I will say that honestly, when you think about it, Field, you could sort of get two for one, because it's not like I'm gonna know. So I mean like you could you could make the donation, send a copy of it to me, uh you know, through unblock me at espan.com, and then you could send that same donation To Kit and Chip 06010music At gmail.com A donation is a donation A donation is a donation Yeah So There you go Secret Squirrel Do you want to play One of their songs Real quickly Just so people can get a taste Of what we're talking about here Yeah sure
0: Which one do you want to do Real quick The best one Okay so uh, Kyle You want to do Kyle's Alright we'll do Kyle's again
3: Turning numbers Into dreams That's what He'll do Along with random Damien, he's in the field's group, the deepest voice you'll ever hear. Bravo.
1: So, so good. good. As always, so good. incredible work by Kit and Chip. Donate now and have your opportunity to listen to that and every other song they have performed anytime you want. I have to be honest. Hey, with oh, go ahead.
3: I was just <laughs> had one last thing.
0: Okay, no, go ahead. Yeah, there's always one last thing. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> Welcome was, to I, my world. I was merely To, be, gonna to say. be fair,
0: also, that bit also has been done for a long time by Scott Van Pelt, so maybe just find a different... Wow. For wow.
1: One big thing,
3: one last
2: thing. Yeah. yeah, one more thing.
0: What that I've done? Oh, you're saying that to me? I thought you were saying that to.
2: You're just prolonging it. Stop. Just tell okay, me what go. you want.
0: <laughs> what you really, really want?
2: <laughs> tell me what you need. <laughs> what you really, really need?
0: We need a new writer. I wanna. I just Yoke. wanna. I wanna. I. W- I just. I wanna. I just wanna go.
2: Game preview. Game
0: Let's begin with the Ravens and the Bengals. And part of me wishes we could do this game
1: a little bit later on in the show because we could get some injury updates here. But there is a very important one on both sides of the ball. Stefania, Joe Mixon looks, as of right now, uncertain to play on Sunday for the Bengals.
2: Yeah, added to the injury report on Thursday. You know how we don't like that. Mm-hmm. And, and added because of his knee. And I think he's been playing so well that people might forget that He missed some time earlier this year after suffering a knee injury, uh, had a scope done, recovered very quickly, and came back really strong. So I think you just assume it's behind him, but it's tough to have an injury early in the season and continue playing. So uh, we don't know the details of what caused him to be put back on the injury report, but there on Thursday, if he doesn't practice again on Friday, and it sounds like so far no sign of him today, I would say... um, make alternate plans
1: and Matthew that may involve of course Giovanni Bernard who himself has been banged up but he is scheduled to play this Sunday if Joe makes him misses are we
3: talking about Bernard as a top 20 play I think borderline I think you'd see some Mark Walton mixed in there as well and then you think about this matchup against a Ravens defense field that you know obviously is has been pretty good obviously you know I mean listen They've struggled in run defense recently. They're actually 25th against the run over the last four weeks. So it's not the, it's not as vaunted as it has been, but still you think about this Bengals offense without AJ Green and you know, certainly looked out of sorts last week on the road to a Ravens team that's now had two weeks to prepare for this game, games in Baltimore. I think he would be a borderline RB2. I, I certainly would project him for less points than I would Joe Mixon. By the way, I'm going to, at each uh
1: game that we begin with, or at the beginning of each game, I'm going to lay out the players that we view as starters for those games. And obviously, if you have a ridiculous embarrassment of riches at a particular position, your definition of a starter could be different than others. But on average, so like, for example, if it's a quarterback who's a top six player or a top 10 play even, we may not be that much, we may not get into too much analysis of, hey, you are starting... Cam Newton, because Cam Newton's awesome. He started most weeks. Same thing goes for, like, top 15 running backs, top 15 to 20 wide receivers.
3: There's some caveats that apply, but we're going to start with that each game, and also of course the injuries of note. So Joe Mixon projected for 15.1 fantasy points. My, if if Giovanni, if we knew for a fact Joe Mixon were not playing, yeah, I would, I personally, and listen, I'm not Mike Clay, um, who does all of projections and does a great job for us, but I'd probably project Giovanni Bernard at, like, Twelve one something like that, yeah, somewhere in that range.
1: They have, and I I I agree with you that Mark Walton could see some work, but they have for whatever reason been like pretty reliant on one running back. Yes, correct. No matter who that running back is, that seems to be the way that Cincinnati ebbs and flows. Tyler Boyd, and
3: and for whatever it's worth, I mean the Ravens have allowed a running back to catch a touchdown pass each of the last two games, and so uh, Bernard, who's a nice pass catcher, and without A.J. Green, you could see some more work in the passing game for him. Tyler
1: Boyd should be a bounce-back candidate after three catches last week against the Saints in what looked like a very good spot. The problem is it's a really bad matchup against an excellent Ravens pass defense. That being said, like it's going to be difficult for us to come up with like 25 wide receivers that you have a much clearer, better outlook. Then Tyler Boyd as the number one wide receiver in a pass happy offense. But John Ross is kind of interesting because he played the greatest percentage of snaps in a game for him in his career last week. He now has three touchdowns on eight catches. We know he's a big play waiting to happen. Six targets last week. Like if you get ready for this one, six teams on a
3: bye. John Ross could be a desperation dart throw this week. 100%. I mean, you mentioned the touchdowns, like two in the last three, and. Last week, without A.J. Green, John Ross got a 26.3% target share. Yes, yeah, big. 26% of the targets here. Yeah. Now, Ravens are pretty good against the deep pass. They allow the six fewest deep completions this season, and that's been part of his game. But seems like they're using Ross at least a little bit more, slightly different routes. So they're expanding his route tree. And so yeah. I agree with you. in In a week where anyone with a pulse is a viable candidate, John Ross, who has that first-round pedigree, who's certainly going to get a ton of looks in a game in which the, Raven, the the Bengals are looking for different players to step up with A.J. Green and potentially Joe Mixon out of this game. Yes, if you're looking for dart throws, John Ross certainly on the list of high-end dart throws.
1: I think amongst the storylines of the weekend is who will play quarterback for the Ravens. And Stefania, I don't know if it'll be Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson. Or RG3 baby. No, I, well, I don't so he, know if it'll be Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson is what I was saying. He was saying
2: yeah. he doesn't Which know if it be Lam- will be either RG3. of them yeah. because then right. it, could it be might be RG3.
3: RG3! RG3 seasons back. That's a so
2: we fun have you know, to what explain he got? our jokes. Um, well, so let's yeah, start. Do me,
3: will, you, will you guys do that for me? Would you guys? It would be great. If you and Field would explain jokes to me, what I mean, would love that. You know what? In fact, all, do me a favor. Can you break this one down for me? Just explain to me where the humor comes from, where I missed it. Just just break it down for me in a very, very specific, <laughs> specific range. Well, this would be awesome. No, my point. No, 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 I, I wasn't Wait, even a making pen. a joke. Wait, hang yeah, on. Me, I'm just going to get a pen. Out. So I right. take, I'm going I'm to take notes here. I Common said. Notes. Ready?
1: The storyline of the weekend could be who might start at quarterback for the Ravens, and I'm not sure if it's going to be Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson. Right, right, right. Meaning it Meaning might like, be. Wow, neither it could of be them.
3: Three.
2: And you were like, like, "Where's
3: the humor part of that?" It was just, a joke, where, where, which, which was statement. a statement. But yeah. she just said,
2: "No, because said, what was humorous was, was that we understood here. each other, and you clearly did not." That Secret squirrel, help
3: me
0: out. What am I missing here? You're missing the fact that in that poll we did yesterday, yeah. 74% of America thought that I was not a weasel and it was a good move <laughs> to block you. I think that's what you're forgetting about this here. Okay. All right. Can uh, we? 5,000 okay. votes, by the way. Yeah,
3: no, I was just, I was, you know, you of course had the hamstring ro- recall joke. So, you know, you're the, sort of the comedy master. I was hoping you could sort of.
0: Matthew, uh, you break can't – there are some things you can teach in life and some things you can't. Comedy is not one of got
1: them. It. All <laughs> so, All right, uh, so Stephane, okay. We do think back it's possible to, that both of them will
2: sit. It, it, it's entirely possible. So going back to Joe Flacco, 33 years old, injures his right hip uh on the sixth play of the Ravens' last game. And he was hit from behind, but it sounds like he actually got hurt, or at least this is what Harbaugh said, that he got hurt when he landed awkwardly on his knee. If you think about it, your knee – You know, that is your femur, kind of drives the thigh bone up towards the hip. So he was on crutches the week after, hasn't been doing much now. Harbaugh has said that he doesn't need to practice to play. If he doesn't practice at all, he's like he's been running the offense for 11 years, he could still play. But let's be honest, if he's not moving around well and he has a hip injury that's compromising him, even if it's not something that's going to cost him the rest of the season, it certainly doesn't sound, at least right now, like he's really a candidate for Sunday. And then you've got Lamar Jackson, who you assume, okay, he's going to be the guy. But then Thursday, he does not practice at all due to a stomach illness. And everything I'm hearing is like, look, Lamar Jackson needs all the practice he can get. And missing Thursday, such a huge day in terms of prepping for the weekend, that it's possible with him being out, and who knows if he's even feeling better on Friday, but it's possible with missing Thursday that he may not be the best option for them on Sunday. Sunday. So. Potentially RG3, who was the only available quarterback in practice yesterday.
1: Let's do this, Matthew. Let's break this down into two separate options. Okay. If RG3 is a starter, but let's begin with Lamar Jackson as a starter. What does it mean for Jackson, and what does it mean for the rest of the offense?
3: Look, I I think Lamar Jackson would be a very viable streamer. It would be like a top 15 play because of the rushing. I mean, think about Tim Tebow, who I think everyone will agree was not a good NFL quarterback. He was still a very viable fantasy quarterback. He averaged over yeah. 16 fantasy points a game, and whatever Lamar Jackson's deficiencies or inexperience as a thrower are right now, they're not as bad as team Tebow was. Uh and, and so honestly, and I don't, it, we, we don't know that, but we you're don't probably right. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm going out on a limb. Like it may not be a lot better, I mean, right. you know, but I think it's at least somewhat better. Honestly, I, so I think when you think about the 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 pass catchers that he has available to him, whether it's Lamar Jackson or RG3, Brown and Crabtree and Sneeds you know people that we think are nice and then you think about this defense they're facing the Bengals defense firing a defensive coordinator is the worst defense in the NFL over the last four weeks they're they're last in the NFL in pass defense they're last in run defense they're last in scoring defense so I think what it does is I think it vaults Alex Collins uh you know because we've seen rushing quarterbacks have a positive effect on running games because you you have to usually. a have to use a linebacker to sort of spy on the, the quarterback, a mobile quarterback that's as mobile as Lamar Jackson or RG3. So that opens up some running lanes for the running back here. So I think it's a big Alex Collins game if one of these guys starts. I think you'd you'd have to downgrade the pass catchers somewhat, because I think, you know, we don't think Lamar Jackson or RG3 are as good as good a thrower or as accurate as Joe Flacco is. But um I'd be encouraged. And I think if you're sitting there, if you like if you play in a league with a weasel like Daniel Dopp where you're like, hey, there's nothing on the waiver wire, somebody just picked up four or five quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and or RG through, whoever gets the start for the Ravens, I think would be a very viable starter against Cincinnati. Let's pick this game. The Ravens are three and a half point favorites coming off of a bye at home. I think Baltimore wins in covers. How about you? Yes. I would. I would. Are we allowed to wait until we know who the quarterback is? Uh, no, Stefania, how about you? <laughs> it's not fun.
2: I know it's a uh, boy. I guess our defense. I. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Bengals just because uh, the quarterback situation.
3: All right, let's tighten up and go. Sorry, Danny, What do you I'll got? Take, I'm taking the Ravens, though.
1: Okay, I'm gonna Raven take up. the
0: Ravens as well.
1: Tighten up and go to Indianapolis, where they play the Colts. Titans do, and you know, amongst the starters in this game, we feel good about Andrew Luck and Jack Doyle, and T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack. Dion Lewis, also healthy, and also
3: inside our top 20.
1: I'm a little nervous
3: about Marlon Mack, but I still have him just inside my top 20.
1: Yep, a little nervous, agree. Um, But how about uh, Marcus Mariota as a streamer? We just talked about whoever starts at quarterback for the Ravens. There are actually a few intriguing quarterback streamers this week, Matthew, and we're going to need one with six teams on a bye. Marcus Mariota.
0: Over... What was that? 16 on, on by. Bye. Oh, God. Jeez. Okay. Keep up, Matthew. <laughs> no. I mean, what? Come Listen, to it's the a, meeting. It's
3: a snow day. I got kids at home. Like, Whatever. I don't want to be here. Like, what do you want from me? All right. How so, is that different from any other day? It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, not, it's well, I have kids at home this today. Usually they're at school. But no. otherwise, no, it's, it's, it's like any other day. Okay. It's like any other Just day. Just making sure. Yeah, exactly. It feels, it feels almost like, a, it was like Fields was at a Passover dinner. How is this day different from all other dinners? All right, shout out to my Jewish friends. Um, anyway, Field, what I would say here is um about uh, who are we talking about? Marcus Mariota, Marcus right? Mario. Thank you, Joe Mixon. <laughs> Joe Mixon, we still talk about Joe Mixon. Can I can I get back to Lamar Jackson? Great. Someone explain the comedy to me. I uh, I have Marcus <laughs> Mariota as you know a viable streamer this week. I'm starting him against Secret Squirrel in the league that we play in, where uh, Secret Squirrel like try to block all the qu- quarterbacks for me. You think about Marcus Mariota, who's had back-to-back games of at least 22 fantasy points. So, and to the eye test, has played better. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. legitimately has played better. It's a decent matchup here against a Colts team that is allowing opponents to complete passes at the second highest rate in the NFL. They blitz less than anyone. They create pressure at a bottom 10, uh, rate. So you're thinking about a clean pocket here. I, yeah, I think Marcus Mariota with his legs in a game in which I expect the Colts to be able to score. I think Marcus Mariota, I think his projection is around 16. I like the over there. I'd probably project him somewhere around 18 points. I do think he's a viable streamer this week.
1: Only one player,
3: DeAndre Hopkins, has a greater target share
1: this season than Corey Davis. He had his best game, perhaps as a pro, last week against the Patriots. And Mike overviewed that this Colts secondary might be better than you've realized, Matthew, but we still have Corey Davis as a top 20 to 25 play.
3: Yeah, I mean, again, the target share is just unreal. I, I mean, so... I mean he's to your point, DeAndre Hopkins, the only guy with a with more of more targets, right? And so you think about this Colts team in terms of deep ball completion percentage against their second highest. They are they give up the seventh highest touchdown completion percentage in terms of like so you throw deep, like you can throw deep here on the on the Colts here, and so I don't you know, again, is the stat that I just gave with Marcus Mariota, they're giving up the second highest completion rate in the NFL the Colts are, and so given the volume there, the talent of Corey Davis, and the fact that I think they're going to have to throw to move the ball against Indianapolis, I do like Corey Davis and this one. I have him as a top 20 play. He comes in at 19 for me after the Thursday night game. We need to nickname this show for the week, the
1: Fantasy Focus Football slash Eric Ebron podcast. He's been a, a point of discussion every single day. We all have him. I mean, you, you're the lowest on him at 13, Matthew. Defying and mm-hmm. I both have him in the top 10. Yeah. You love but Eric all Ebron. of us have Jack Doyle ranked over Eric Ebron. If I told you that Eric Ebron played the same number of snaps as Mo Ali Cox last week, mm-hmm. and I gave you three options, is Mo Ali Cox a linebacker for the Jaguars? Right. A core special teams player for the Cardinals or a tight end for the Colts? I think a lot of people might not realize that the answer is option C.
2: Tight end who made history helped the Colts make history when they had three touchdown passes to three different tight ends a couple so, weeks
1: ago. So Mo Ali See,
3: cox and Ebron had the same number of snaps last week. So weird because I, I was about to say I, I, I thought Mo Ali cox was a bassist in one of Daniel's crappy bands you've never heard of. I should have given that as a fourth
0: option. Yeah. I thought he was a bouncer at one of the bars that my crappy bands you've never heard of played right. at. Good call right <laughs> there <Thirsty laughs> Kyle, well, Thirsty
3: Kyle thinks he's a chef in New Orleans. Which also that could absolutely be. There's yeah. a lot of things Mo Alley Cox could be, right? Mo Alley Cox feels like he could also be um he could also be like a, a third rate wrestler. Like, you know, not um not WWE, but like one of those what are some of those small, obscure wrestling I feel like you're the big wrestling guy indie? Here. Indie yeah, wrestling? Ind- yeah, indie like a, like wrestling Mo Alley Cox, like who would he be? Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, it sounds like he could be, like, one of those wrestlers that's, like, on the kind of the indie circuit. I could see that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. As well. As you well the were. indie
1: circuit can be some pretty good money, but anyways. One uh, thing, so thing Moali Cox was, though, is he was a really good power basketball. forward at VCU. Yeah. Yes, he was.
3: So. Yeah, VCU Rams. He could all, obscure, uh, obscure TMR trivia. Way back in the day, my father used to be a professor at VCU. How about that? Virginia Commonwealth, yeah. Uh, moving along I here. I lived in, Virginia- m- m- I lived in Richmond, Virginia for two years. The
1: reason why I brought up back in the 1912s, uh, 20s, uh, <laughs> that's why I bring up Mo Ali Cox was to point out that Eric Ebron is really not playing He also that sounds many like snaps. a TV detective. Okay, Matthew, enough. Um, Mo <laughs> Ali Cox played the same number of snaps as Eric Ebron, which is reason to note that like Eric Ebron scoring three touchdowns last week. Fluke. Was quite fluky. We yeah, all. scored course still it, believed- it, it, it defeated me in the War Room League. I'm so upset about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, in any event, uh, we all still view Eric Ebron as a viable piece in fantasy football. We just want to caution you that like, if he goes for three catches and 22 yards on Sunday, like, that might be
3: kind of what you signed up for. This game, the Colts... He is is the definition of a touchdown-dependent tight end as long as Jack Doyle is active. And for what it's worth, the
1: Titans have been the best team in defending opposing tight ends throughout this season. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites here. I'm taking Indy. Who you got, Matthew?
3: The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites... That is what
2: he said. Give me the Colts,
3: Daniel. I'm taking the Colts. All righty, tighten up.
1: Matthew goes to Tennessee Titans. We're going to quickly note that uh, Joe Mixon was out there at practice on Friday. So see, I mean, I think there's you know, put it this way. Still monitor this as we get closer to it's Sunday. It's walkthrough, right? It's walkthrough. So, so just monitor. Just
2: keep in mind that it's walkthrough.
1: We'll keep an <laughs> eye on through. this one as we yep. get closer to Sunday.
3: The Panthers go to Detroit to play. Hey, by game. the way, before we move on, real quickly, just because of this has come up, so uh Catherine Terrell. Uh, at cat underscore Terrell on e, on, uh, on the Twitter, who's our Bengals reporter, does a great job for us. Just tweeted out there, uh, Morrison, uh, sorry, Joe Mixon participating in Walker. So
0: amazing. Yeah. That is incredible.
3: So there you go. I was looking at that.
0: <laughs> I know. That's literally <laughs> what Phil just, just said. Literally what just happened.
2: Oh my God. And that. People. And that. Welcome to our world. We and say that. something and then Matthew repeats it as if it's news a minute later. He's Matthew
3: very. Matthew He's Matthew And I would just like to point out to Field and Stefania, that's, that's how you do a joke. That's, that's how you do a joke!
2: See, the thing is, we didn't know it was comedy because that's actually no. you.
3: No, no that's, that's how you sell you. it. That's how you, sell it. Because, if, because you, if you lean no. into it, it's not funny. <laughs> if you lean into it, if you do it with a wink, it's not funny. The problem is, I was laughing at you in that case. Mm. <laughs> No. Interesting. Not with you. In any event... Moving along
1: here, Let's Panthers go to Detroit to play the Lions. Daniel. Your lions, your beloved lions, correct. correct. In terms of the starters in this game, Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Greg Olson, and Kerryon Johnson, who has been brilliant of late for the Lions.
3: Hey, before we move on, I just want to say I feel like Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Greg Olson, and Kerryon Johnson has been brilliant for the Lions. Just right. all okay. starters. Now it's, good it's
1: now not funny. Uh, but Stefania, there's a legitimate. I disagree. There's a legitimate question mark I'm entirely amusing to myself today surrounding Marvin Jones, the Lions wide receiver who's missed practice in two straight days.
2: That's right. Because of a knee issue, um, injured late in the third quarter last week. And uh, Adam Schefter reported after last week's game that even though imaging showed ACL, MCL to be intact, um, because they did fear a potentially serious injury when it happened, that he did suffer a bone bruise, which is not an uncommon injury when you have uh, that type of mechanism. And they labeled him as day-to-day. I will say bone bruises are tough. Pain, swelling um, indicates there's a little bit of bleeding on the bone. So for him to potentially be available a week later would really surprise me. The fact that he hasn't practiced so far, I think, is an indicator that he is not likely to play. Of course, Detroit showing no cards and not even willing to suggest that he might not be available. So watch the Friday practice reports. But I would lean, especially because the Lions play on Thursday. Again, for Thanksgiving. So I would lean towards, uh, Marvin Jones potentially not playing this weekend. Alright,
1: keep an eye on that one. It probably means much more of Kenny Galladay, Matthew. Does this raise the value for Kenny Galladay? Does it do anything to it whatsoever? Or is Kenny Galladay just locked in to where he is, whether Jones plays or not?
3: I, look, I, I think he'd get more targets, which I think would be good. I mean, one of the issues with Galladay when that he sort of had this, this quiet stretch was his lack of targets. Right. And so, you know, we saw we saw a nice bounce back game last week. But prior to that game, it had been kind of a very dry stretch there for Kenny Galladay. And so in a matchup with the Carolina Panthers, that the second worst red do- defense, second worst red zone defense in the NFL, uh, you know, for me, I think is uh, is pretty interesting. They're 25th against the pass over the last four weeks. Uh, Kenny Galladay, who at the moment is my number uh 20 wide receiver. He would move up, you know, he would move up for the A Couple of slots if Marvin's Jones yeah. does not play. But sir, would, yeah, would move into must-start territory for Moving me. the opposite way right
1: now is Devin Funches. He's still inside our top 30, but we think it's possible that Darius Slay shadows him, Matthew. He's been bad of late. He just has not been productive for the Panthers when he needs to be. Not just because he is their number one wide receiver, but he's just weeks away from, uh, or months away from becoming
3: a free agent. Yeah. And you know, one of the concerns on, um, Punches, I feel like, is, is target share, right? So since week eight, he's getting a 16% target share mm. field, which yeah. is significantly down from what he was doing weeks one through seven. And what has happened? What's the difference between weeks eight through 10? It's like, well, there's a couple of things, right? So obviously Greg Olson is back. But beyond that, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore have started to become much more involved in this offense. And so neither in a significant way where you're suddenly considering starting DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel in any of, anything other than a very deep league. Right. But enough that they're both sort of pecking away at Devin Funches' target share. So you add that along with Greg Olson, along with touchdown machine Christian McCaffrey, and suddenly Devin Funches becomes, you know, a very kind of shaky wide receiver three. He comes in at wide receiver 27 for me. You mentioned the Darius Slay uh, uh, shadow as well. That's a concern. He made my hate list this week. I think he comes in under his ESPN projection here. So. Sadly, I have to start him in a league because I got no better options, but I'm nervous about Devin Funches on Sunday. The
1: Panthers are three and a half point favorites on the road. I'm going to go with the Panthers, though, as much as I hate to do that to you, Daniel. Sorry, buddy.
0: That's all right. I totally understand it. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions because when you practice in the cold.
3: Yeah, what was that about? Because you well, guys actually, have an indoor stadium, no, and, but so, you practice in the snow. I don't understand that. What was that about? I know. People actually asked Matt
2: Patricia. He spoke to the reporters about it. And uh, I if, if this is part of the reasoning. I'm on board, and part of it is that, um, you know, it's tough on your body to practice on indoor. And, look, we've talked about Detroit Stadium before and how that that turf has been tough on running backs over the years. And so if it was really to give them a break, sort of change the surface they were practicing on, to give them a break from practicing indoors and they were in full pads, I'm okay with it. I'll just say this. that was a great answer, Daniel.
0: I will just say this.
2: I don't know if he knew that. Mm,
3: Well, I was asking him.
0: It is Detroit Lions information. And yep. you don't need to know it. <laughs> <laughs> that's well done. That is uh, well done.
3: See, can I explain that joke to you? Panthers. You to, I'll oh explain that joke no. to you. Just, Jim Bob Cooter said yes. that about Matthew Stafford. That's that's why that's funny. That he got? was parodying that. Uh, in this particular game, I am going to take. I'm going to take the Panthers and not feel good about it. How about you, Stefania? I
1: took
2: the Panthers.
3: All righty. Moving
1: along to Falcons and Cowboys. Amongst the, take? I took the Panthers. Okay. Amongst the starters in this game, of course. Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, after uh, three weeks after coming to Dallas, he's really established himself as the clear-cut number one wide receiver there. Julio Jones, Tevin Coleman, Matt Ryan, of course, as well. But really the question mark here is Dak Prescott. Is he the ultimate streaming option of the week, Matthew? Atlanta, remember, remember, since week two, they have allowed at least 300 passing yards or three touchdowns
3: in every three passing touchdowns in every single game. Quarterbacks have feasted on Atlanta. They really have, uh, field, you know, um, giving up at least 300 yards or three passing touchdowns. And there you go. (laughs) See, see, this is what I do. I beat a dead horse into the ground. That's what I'm going to do. That's, um, that is what I do. No, uh, to answer your question, field legitimately here, I I do like Dak Prescott quite a bit as a streaming option here. Uh, he was, he meant he was in the, uh, in the love list this week, uh, Six, six or more carries in four of his last five games, so they're using him more on the ground, and that's good because the Falcons allow the third most quarterback rushing yards per game. Overall, this defense has struggled since week two. They are allowing over 26 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. 26, they're allowing opponents to complete 70% of their passes so far this season. Their third most, They give up the third most passing yards per game. And so Dak Prescott who, since Amari Cooper came to the team, is completing 70% of his passes. Suddenly, to me, in a good matchup, playing really well is really interesting. The only thing that would give me cause for concern, Stefania, is his offensive line.
2: That's right. I mean, Tyron Smith missed Wednesday's practice because of back spasms. This has been an issue for him last year. It caused him to miss some time. He was back Thursday, limited practice session, so that's positive. I think uh, the Cowboys are hopeful that he'll be ready to go by Sunday, but I, I think Tyron Smith is always someone to watch when you're evaluating whether you're comfortable with Dak.
3: Yeah. So if, if Smith were to miss, certainly you would downgrade Dak because we just, we saw how much he struggled last year without Tyron Smith. That's a, that's an offensive line that has struggled with injuries throughout the year. Yeah.
1: It made a decided difference. That much is for sure. On the other side of the equation for Atlanta, a couple of players. I think Austin Hooper needs to be considered must start. People may not yes. realize it. He's got three games in his last five with at least nine catches, but the more tricky Atlanta Falcon to evaluate right now is Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley has been red hot if you look at the composite numbers for the season, yep. right? I mean, seven touchdowns is great for rookie wide receiver. The problem is they came in bunches, and they came a while ago, Matthew. You feel like he's a little bit iffy going into this week.
3: I'm nervous. I, I mean, honestly, in terms of Calvin Ridley, we think about that, that game against the Saints in Week 3, right? The 146-yard breakout game. Okay? Since that game, he's averaging under 50 receiving yards a game. He has just a 13% target share since week four. That's 89th in the NFL. And he's had under 55 receiving yards in five of those six games. So he's been, he's become very touchdown dependent. He's not getting a tremendous target share here. He's become much more touchdown dependent. Like um, they've actually gotten Julio into the end zone here. And so. And, and we've and as we just talked about here, Austin Hooper is starting to come on more and more. And so as we see the Falcons' passing game come more into focus, yep, right. And obviously, you've always got Mo Sanu there, not less Sanu Stefania, but Mo Sanu. Hi, keep
2: so, working on yep. your comedy skills. I hear you. I
3: appreciate it. I, I believe Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is a touchdown dependent, you know, kind of dart throw there. I mean, look, we expect a lot of points to be scored in this game, obviously, but. Uh yeah, given his target share, I mean the, the over under is forty eight here, he comes in at wide receiver thirty seven for Mefield. I'm I'm nervous about that target share and the lack of volume for him. Falcons
1: are at home. This game kind of reminds me of last night's game between the Seahawks and the Packers, and that you could stick a fork in one of these teams if they do not win this game. Maybe the Cowboys less so because of the division they play in. Falcons hey, are three and a half point favorites. I got the Falcons winning and covering. How about you, Matthew?
3: God, I hope so. Okay. I really hope so as a, you know, as somebody who is a Redskins fan, as an anti cowboy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take All Dallas. I'm going to take Dallas to cover. I think Atlanta wins, but I think Dallas covers. I think it's close. Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons. Okay. There you go.
1: Almost a near consensus. Stefania, before we get back to the <laughs> action, tell us about Dollar Shave Club, if you
2: would. I will. I'd love Dollar Shave Club because, you know, no matter what you do in the bathroom to get ready, Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to look, feel and smell your best. Mm. They have amazing shower stuff, hair styling products, toothbrushes, toothpaste and of course, razors and shave supplies. Everybody has their own way to get ready.
3: Not even,
2: me. I was going to say even you, Matthew, even you do get ready. You might shave your whole body to get ready for a bike race. Yep. You ever Sounds done just that? Just
3: like Matthew, <laughs> not just not just for a bike race, Davina. <laughs> Just letting everyone know that.
2: (laughs) Dollar Shave Club's executive razor and shave butter can help. You might do your hair. Don't bother, Matthew, to get ready for your soccer match. Boogies by Dollar Shave Club can help you get your style right. The thing is, no matter what you do to get ready, Dollar Shave Club has everything you need. And right now, you can get ready with an amazing deal on any one of their starter sets. I recommend the Daily Essential Starter Set because I love the Amber Lavender Body Cleanser. It smells awesome, by the way. Don't know if you've tried it.
0: Oh, I
1: use it daily.
2: Yeah, but you can't go wrong with any of them. Head over to dollarshaveclub.com slash FFF to pick your own Dollar Shave Club Starter Set for just $5. Such a deal. What? $5? $5. Just $5. So worth it. After your starter set, products ship at regular price. And make sure you check out their new video, too. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash FFF, dollarshaveclub.com slash
1: FFF. The Bears have the unenviable task of playing the game on Sunday night and then again Thursday at 1230. What an incredible turnaround That's they are going to have to do in Chicago on in a span of like 90 hours. The Vikings are the team they play on Sunday night in Chicago, and of course, is Sunday night football. Here are the starters. A Fully healthy, full go in the Vikings word, Dalvin Cook, Stefan Diggs, and, if he's healthy, Adam Thielen. But, Stefania, perhaps the injury story of the week is Adam Thielen, who has been limited.
2: This is really, boy, this is something to keep your eye on because he shows up on the Thursday report, again, we don't like that, Um, as limited. he, He actually was on there on Wednesday. You come out of the bye week, this is what I really didn't like, is that the Vikings were on a bye last week. And then you come out of the bye and you have the calf issue on the report. And I would note that in speaking with Courtney Cronin, who covers the Vikings for us, she's amazing. We were talking about the fact that during the last game the Vikings played, Thielen was seen getting some treatment for that calf during the game. So something that potentially cropped up there. Um, but here we are after the bye week with it still being enough of a problem to limit him in practice and cause him to be on the injury report, plus the addition of a back issue. So Thielen definitely not a hundred percent. He's a tough guy. We suspect he'll try and play through it, but it certainly, it, it's a little bit of a cause for worry as to how much is this going to affect him during the game, which is sure. almost more of a challenge for you as a fantasy, uh fantasy player that, than if he if you knew he wasn't going to play or not
3: if Adam Thielen's active I think you have to start him I obviously. think that uh,
2: that's obviously the feeling it's just one of those things in the back of your mind like oh please I hope he's really healthy enough to be out is that,
3: there is that obviously the feeling or obviously the Thielen But up Matthew is on a bender right now so Adam, <laughs> yeah.
1: Adam Thielen a big question mark I'm watch. drunk on eggnog Merry Christmas I feel like you're like a month Hanukkah. too early on that yeah, yeah. doesn't matter you, too much, you had too much tryptophan before Thanksgiving even began maybe. Uh, Sometimes you stream a quarterback, or most of the time you're streaming a quarterback because you were replacing your normal starter. Sometimes you do so because you don't like your current starter's matchup. And Matthew, I
3: don't know that I would be wanting to start Kirk Cousins this week against a very good Bears defense. Well, you just heard, so his pass catchers are banged up here, so you don't love that. You certainly don't like this matchup against the Bears defense. And we've talked about this a little bit. I mean, Cousins makes my hate list, and so we talked about it on yesterday's podcast, but not everyone, you know, listens to every single podcast, right? Since the beginning of last year, the Chicago Bears have had 13 different home games under yep. Vic Fangio, their offense, their defense coordinator. He's been there for longer, but just uh under Fangio, last 13 home games, going back to the start of last year, they've given up just 15 touchdown passes in yep. those 13 games. 15 Touchdown passes in 13 home games since the start of last year. They're a top 10 defense in terms of touchdown percentage and sack percentage. Win at home over the last two years. Again, uh, you think about Kirk Cousins, who since Week Five is the number 21 quarterback in fantasy. I I mean, you know, He he hasn't he hasn't been great from a fantasy perspective. We expect Dalvin Cook to be a full go here, and so on the road in a tough divisional matchup. Don't you see a little more, you know, a much more balanced offense here? Now you've got banged up pass catchers, and a tough matchup. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, I Kirk Cousins make the hate list. I'm taking the under on his projection here. Uh, you know, he's my number 16 quarterback for the week, and that's after Wilson and Rodgers have been removed from the ranks. Are we
1: underselling Mitch Trubisky? He doesn't even crack the consensus top 10 after a ridiculous six-game
3: stretch, and that was after the six-touchdown yeah. game he had against Tampa Bay. Yeah, we talked about this. I mean, this was this is sort of crazy. Throw... The the six touchdown game against Tampa Bay came in week four, okay, and so throw that out. You're like, ah, it's a fluke. It's Tampa Bay. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Okay, starting in week five, from week five on, on a points per game basis, no quarterback in fantasy football has been better than Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, he's been nothing short so of a starter. Then,
1: yeah, why not? Is my question.
3: I have him at ten. I'm the highest of us three. Why do not we have him higher? I think for me, the concern is this Vikings defense, Right. And rounding just, into form I and being much better of late. Yeah, I mean, only twice this season has a quarterback thrown multiple touchdown passes against the Vikings. Only twice. Yeah. Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Is Mitchell Trubisky in that realm? He might be, yeah. but I don't think so. I mean, I don't think he's there. I certainly don't think he's there from an NFL quarterback standpoint. Right, the difference is Fantasy, the rushing, right? Right. That's the difference where is the rushing. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the argument there. Um, so, you know. Vikings who allow a touchdown pass on a league low 2.4% of pass attempts since week five. Their defense has been so good. So it's just how much rushing do you get at Trubisky? And that's what you're really banking on here. Look, I have him as a high-end QB, too. I'm a, I'm a few spots below you, Field. But I have him outside my top ten because of the concern with the matchup here. Looking
1: forward to this game. And I think game. it's a low-scoring
3: game just in general.
1: So who wins this game? The Bears are two-and-a-half point favorites. I think the Vikings pull the upset here. How about
3: you? Vikings coming off of a bye. Yeah, yeah, but the game's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um Come back so, to me.
0: Okay? Define You want me to come back to you or who do you at?
2: <laughs> um I'm going to go with the Vikings too. It's strange. It's strange.
0: I'm taking the Bears. I'm buying yeah. in on Mitchell Trubisky man. Bear down. Yeah. I'm uh, you know what? Bear up for me. I'm going to take the Bears.
3: They're at home on Sunday night primetime game.
0: Are they yeah. home
2: on Thursday, next week? They are
0: not. No, they're not. They're playing, playing in, in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. The Detroit Lions, who just practiced outside in the snow, have three straight home games in a dome. Yeah,
3: yeah, yes. That's well, I think they have three how, games. How great in- must you feel about the
1: management over there in Detroit? Love it. Give it time, my friends. Give it time. The Texans go to Washington, perhaps the most important game of the weekend. Here are the obvious starters. Oh. DeAndre Hopkins. You're starting him, <laughs> right? But it gets a little I've bit more curious beyond that. Some of the injuries of note in this game, Stefania, include Kiki Cutie and also Chris Thompson, two players on either side of the ball.
2: Yeah, remember Kiki Cutie, how incredible he was for fantasy players when he was healthy. And then the hamstring issue has been a problem for him, obviously, with the loss of Will Fuller. There's been a lot of turnaround there, Demaryius Thomas coming in. But Kiki Cutie, it looks like he will make it back and be part of that offense again. So. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're going to see Kiki Cutie on the field. Chris Thompson's still not practicing because of the rib injury. Don't expect to see him.
1: Okay. Don't make plans for Chris Thompson then, which means more for Adrian Peterson. But let's go back to Cutie. We think it's going to be on the field, Matthew. This Redskins defense has been somewhat up and down, but they're pretty solid on the whole this year. I think the question people are really asking is Cutie's back in this matchup. What about Demarius Thomas? What level of confidence do you have in him in his second game? Now, you would expect, after a full bye week, that he would have a larger understanding, a deeper understanding of the playbook. Three catches on three targets for 61 yards in his debut. Should we expect more in his second game as a Texan?
3: Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about Demarius Thomas in this game. My expectation is you see a decent amount of Josh Norman on DeAndre Hopkins, and obviously you're still starting DeAndre Hopkins. You're not really worried about that. you know, so you downgrade them a little bit here, but very quietly the Redskins who have had a good defense so far this year, but they're twenty-eighth against wide receivers over the last four weeks. So they've struggled in their secondary. Um, you know, Quentin Dunbar's been banged up as well. And so Demarius Thomas, who uh, you know, as you mentioned, has now had a another full week of practice there. So it's been three weeks since the trade. And, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien made a point of saying to the press at some point this week how they need to get him more involved, that they'd like to see him more involved. You know, he, he just, he caught a couple of balls against Denver in his first game there. And then he's, and that was early in the game. And then they sort of went away from him and they felt like they needed to involve him more in the offense here. Five different times this season field, the Redskins have given up over 70 receiving yards to multiple players. And so I, they have a very good run defense. I don't think Lamar Miller has a particularly good game here. Lamar Miller made the hate list. So, yeah, I do think Demarius Thomas, who comes in at 26 for me, I think he's a wide receiver three, but with some upside in this one here. And Cutie could be usable as well.
1: Well, how about the Redskins pass catchers? Because yeah. we've
3: gotten to the point now, Matthew, where, like,
1: run the gamut. Any position, which Redskins pass catcher do you trust the most?
3: I mean, you know, I guess t- it depends on what you're asking me, right, in terms of – and let me – here's what I mean by that. Sounds
0: like he's asking you which Redskins – pass catcher do you trust the most I oh just, okay got it that's thank what you it very sounded God. like to me yes right
3: so but, by the way that's funny because that's exact same he just he didn't answer my question it's right? ironic yeah. right yeah that's the that's the 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 funny part of it because he took what i i said literally instead of what i meant and so that was and he did it all dry he didn't lean into it he just sort of nice it. job secret squirrel that was well ah, done appreciate that yeah, thank, you, thank you Matthew. um anyway so in terms of i just need seven points i okay. just need eight points who am i starting it's maurice harris Right, please. I believe the I believe the volume will be there for Maurice Harris who, you know, um has 15 catches, 17 targets over the last 2 weeks. You know, um over the last 2 weeks. This is a good stat from Thirsty Kyle. 23.4% of his routes have resulted in reception. This is Maurice Harris over the last 2 weeks. Wide receivers are with a higher rate, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen. That's it. Assuming they've run at least 25 routes in the last 2 weeks. So, I mean, so when he's running, they're throwing it to him. So I think the volume is there for Maurice Harris. I don't know if the big play is. I don't know if the scoring necessarily is. Josh Dotson, meanwhile, by the way, has scored a touchdown in two straight games. He's gotten over five targets a game over his last five here. And Houston is somebody that's given up a bunch of deep passes. So if they're going to chuck it deep, I think Josh Dotson's who they would try to get, get going deep. So if I need a bigger play, if I need to swing for the fences more, Dotson over Harris – If I just need some level production, Harris would be the guy. All right. Both are low-end options, obviously. I don't have a ton of confidence in the Redskins' offense as a whole. You're playing them more out of necessity than desire this weekend, and really every weekend. And let's be honest. That's what our fans do with us. They they play our podcast out of necessity, not necessarily desire. desire. The Redskins,
1: two and a half point underdogs. If I have this correct, two and a half point underdogs. So the Texans are
3: favored. The Texans win. How about you guys? Winning cover. Texans. Hail to the Redskins. Hail victory. They're getting two and a half points and they're at home. My six and three Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Hail victory. I'm taking the Texans. Yeah. Everyone thinks. Everyone's taking the Texans. It's That's fine.
1: right. Next game. game. No one believes Here. in my Redskins. That's right. uh, quick break and then we'll come right back yes. and talk about an important game in some ways.
2: you in the
0: whole All right, now it's time for the final weekly edition of the Zip Recruiter Smartest Fan of the Week.
2: Hey, this is Jen, the Zip Recruiter Smartest Fan of the Week, and I wish that recall on hamstrings really did happen because a faulty hamstring got the best of one of my favorite players, Darren Sproles. Now, back to the show with hopefully more hamstring jokes from Secret Squirrel. Peace out.
0: Well done I wonder to Aaron. who Thank writes you. the copy I literally I will show you the copy I just say say whatever you want I don't uh, I don't tee anyone up like really the thing well is when you land a good joke everyone else just you know keeps coming back with it because you it's kind of you know no, what I mean right? yeah it's a good point it writes itself you don't need to to write it all
1: right let's get back to the games and the raiders travel to Arizona to play the cardinals yeah I know we're all sitting there thinking the same thing the only player that we feel like is a must start in this game is David Johnson. Although Larry Fitzgerald's kind of right there as well. We'll get back to Fitz in a second. But Jordy Nelson's banged up Stefania, which means like they might call Matthew Ryder to catch passes by Sunday.
2: I mean he hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday because of a knee issue and even <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm not laughing at Jordy Nelson's injury. Just to be clear, I'm laughing at Matthew not paying attention, waiting for him to say, "Hey, Jordan Nelson might not play in this game." So you know, I'm talking. To, I'm talking a secret squirrel.
3: I okay, have, I, we're doing some show stuff. So here. just so
2: you know, Jordan Nelson banged up, might not play. So we're talking about who else you might need. Right? To no, I know. I'm aware. Receiver. I'm paying
3: attention. You know, we're talking about quite. I mean, like, what Seth about Jordan Nelson's I'm just curious. Just uh, well,
2: sometimes Matthew <laughs> they give players veteran rest days, but sometimes they list. And then it says not injury-related. But in Dory Nelson's case, it says knee, and he doesn't practice. So it it's actually injury-related.
1: feels like, Matthew, the best option for the Raiders' offense is actually Jared Cook amongst pass catchers now.
3: <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> we're going to force I you know. to talk we're about him. talk about
3: Jared Cook and talk about him positively. Look, nine targets last week, which was nice. You know, it seemed like they'd sort of gone away from him in a little bit here. So it was nice to sort of see that involvement. Uh, look. I don't know what, how much more can you say about, uh, Jared Cook? I mean, they, they, the Arizona defense gives up a completion percentage at the seventh highest rate in the NFL. Like it's a secondary that is, that has certainly struggled so far. They are, um, they actually believe it or not, they are, they give up the seventh most fantasy points to opposing tight ends as well. So I think Jared Cook, if you're looking for an option in this passing game, Jared Cook would be the choice and given the dearth of options, At the tight end position, Cook comes in for me at five this week.
1: We see both Cardinal, I'm sorry, Raiders running backs as flex options. So, but for Arizona, we talked about Fitz. You gotta be pretty confident in him. You like the way that he has been utilized over the past couple of weeks with Byron Leftwich as the offensive coordinator. Ricky Seals Jones though might
3: be a tight end fill-in option this week, Matthew. Over the last two weeks. I'm sorry, since Byron Leftwich took over in week eight. Ricky Seals Jones leads all tight ends in routes run per game. So, we talked about this the, the other day as well. Eight different tight ends have scored at least eight fantasy points against the Raiders this season. They allow the seventh most fantasy points to opposing tight ends so far. Um, I mean, you know. So, actually, I, I made it. Now that I realize this, I read my stat wrong because I said, I said it when I was talking about Jared Cook, I said the Cardinals give up the seventh most fantasy points per game. It's actually the Raiders Got it. in my notes for this game here. Cardinals also struggle against tight ends. You're starting Jared Cook, but I do think Ricky Seals-Jones has some streamer appeal as well because the Raiders really struggle against opposing tight ends. The Cardinals are three-and-a-half point favorites. What
1: a difficult game to pick, but I'll still go with Arizona in this one. How about you guys?
2: Cardinals for me.
3: I will take the Cardinals as well. I will also take the Cardinals, and just worth noting that I think if you're looking for a streamer defense, as you sit here and say, like, I don't want to start the Rams this week against Kansas City, I don't— I've got, you know, the Cardinals. Got pay, yeah, the Cardinals, I think, are the number one streaming defense this week against Derek Carr and the Raiders. Certainly like that matchup myself. The Giants host the Buccaneers this Sunday. The Giants are
1: favored in a game. Here are the obvious starters <laughs> Mike Evans, Od- Od- Odell Beckham Jr., Saquon Barkley, and OJ Howard at tight end. But an injury amongst the Bucs wide receiver could actually have a trickle down that impacts other starters to find in. That's Chris Godwin. No yeah. participation on Thursday.
2: He appeared to be um, injured, injured his ankle. Near the very end of last week's game, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, obviously, Friday is the big day to to tell. But he put up a season high total of 103 yards last week. You wonder if that didn't take a little bit of a toll on him. He's been fantastic some weeks as 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 a flex wide receiver option, but you may not have him this week.
1: Matthew, in the event that Godwin
3: sits, is there somebody you think directly like benefits the most? I, I mean, I think Deshaun Jackson would be the, sort of the obvious. Uh, answer here okay. I mean so Deshaun Jackson who has at least eight targets and four of the last six and you think about the uh, you know you think about the giant secondary here which has sort of been up and down right and got rid of Eli Apple here um, uh, Giants are actually 24th against the pass over the last four weeks I mean so you know their they're bottom eight pass defense in the last month here and so Deshaun Jackson who is as fast as anyone in the NFL I mean maybe Tyreek Hill is faster right I mean I don't know. It's it's a very short list of people. Okay. Yeah, I'd pay money for those guys. Right, Marquis the Ryan lineup, right. just sprint. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I think if Chris Godwin were out, you'd have Evans. You have OJ Howard here, but you know, it's still a team that has struggled to run the ball consistently. So I think Deshaun Jackson would suddenly move uh, significantly up in the ranks if Godwin were to miss. We all have Ryan Fitzmagic
1: is a top eight play, but the quarterback that's interesting this week is Eli Manning. The Bucks are the gift that continues to give defensively <laughs> against opposing quarterbacks. Is Eli Manning a streaming option for you? Because I've got him at 15th. Tampa Bay is allowing opponents to complete a league-high 73.6% of passes this season. And although Eli has been bad in a lot of ways, he has at least been accurate as it pertains to completion percentage. Like, I'm not saying it's the most difficult throws, but he's completing 67.6% of his passes. He's got the weapons. Like, I think it's possible if you're looking for 15, 16 points from your quarterback this week, that Eli Manning could deliver, especially after probably building a little bit of confidence this past Monday night when he threw three touchdowns in that win over San Francisco.
3: He certainly did. And, you know, pick a stat, you know, any stat. And the Buccaneers are pretty much at the bottom of it when it comes to pass defense, right? I mean... They allow a league high two point six passing touchdowns per game. I mean, they have one interception on the season. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have <laughs> one. Three hundred and eighteen passes have been thrown against them. Only one has been picked off. One and three eighteen. <laughs> I mean, right? I, so I mean, anyway, the you know the Buccaneers who right are are like you know one of the worst pass defense in the NFL. I will say they have been better as of uh, as of late. But there's still it's it's still a struggle. Look, it's Eli, but I do think he is a viable streamer. I ranked him this week, which is something I don't normally do. He is one of the many quarterbacks that Secret Squirrel has squirreled away in our league.
0: That's Squirred accurate. I actually away. just dropped Eli Manning for Lamar Jackson. So there you go in that league. Yeah. Well, I I've dropped and added everybody so that you can't pick any other the quarterbacks nice. up. Well uh, Eli Manning
1: and the Giants are favored by one half point.
2: <laughs> in other words, coin flip.
1: I will go with. The Giants in this one. At home. How about you, yeah. Maddie?
2: I'm just going to give it to the Giants because it's home.
3: Matthew? Home field. You know what? I think
0: the Buccaneers win. This is gonna
3: There's going to be a big... You, we have, I've gone the opposite of you guys on almost every pick. So I'm either going to have a huge lead or like be way behind.
1: I am, what do you got?
0: I'm also going to take the
1: Giants. Okay. Dan takes the Giants as well. <laughs> one more game here. And this is a matchup that people would have loved to have seen in the playoffs last year. It almost happened. Uh, the Eagles and the Saints. The Eagles going to New Orleans. And the Eagles are reeling a little bit right now. Here are the starters in this game. Basically, every player on New Orleans, Breeze, Kamara, Ingram, (laughs) who's a consensus top 20 play for us this weekend, of course, Mike Thomas, Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, and Zach Ertz for the Eagles. I think the two players that are most asked about or will be most asked about going into this game is first, Golden Tate. Golden Tate had two catches on four targets in his debut last week for Philadelphia against Dallas. Now, uh, head coach Doug Peterson has said, hey, we are far he is far more familiar with us and we're more familiar with him basically that i think we do expect to see more work from golden tate this week matthew which is i think why we have him inside our top 30 amongst wide receivers
3: yeah i mean listen I, i'm i'm still a little bit nervous on tate look if you if you want to hang your hat on something here right the saints are allowing the six most yards per slot completion mm-hmm. okay so i mean it is a it is a favorable matchup um we expect this to be a very high scoring game the over under in this one is 55. yep we expect carson Wentz to have to throw a ton i think you're you were um uh you were encouraged by the fact that uh half of golden Tate's routes from last week's game and his, his eagles debut came from the slot yep so so yeah i mean look i have a 29 here i mean you know we still haven't seen it as an eagle right two catches on four targets last week. Yeah, and, and no, so, this is a very much
1: up-in-the-air proclamation of yeah. having Golden Tate at the top 30. It's The reason for doing so is talented player. The Eagles are intending to utilize more in a very good matchup against the Saints. Could he get you five catches for 50 yards? That's what you're hopeful for. Heck, you're hopeful for much more than that, to be candid. The Eagles have a running back in Josh Adams that we want to really like, and Matthew, you actually do really like him this week, despite the fact that they face perhaps the best run defense in
3: football. Yeah, and look, I will. I will be candid on this. This is this is twofold. Number one, it's just it's just watching the tape. I think he's the most talented running back on that team. Okay, uh, you know I legitimately do. He's had a twenty-yard rush in each of his past two games. He's averaging five point seven yards per carry so far. By the way, since week five, Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, averaging two point seven yards. Yard two point seven five. You're bar- you bar- Boston already. Blah blah. blah <laughs> something like that, right? So. Josh Adams, who Doug Peterson made a point of pointing out after last week's loss to the Cowboys, is somebody they need to get involved more. Again, with a total of 55, and we expect a very high-scoring game. This this ranking is, I think Josh Adams falls into the end zone. Okay, that's what it, I think he scores in this game. I think there's at least one rushing touchdown on the Eagle side in this game, and I think it goes to Josh Adams.
1: All right, I've got a little bit There's, less confidence in Josh sure. Adams this week, but a talented player. We just hope the game flow actually allows him to get those yards because the Saints are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Right. And I'm actually taking New Orleans to continue to steamroll. They have been so good. They've been just, so not quite, good. It's just a little bit off with Philly this year, and obviously. They're,
2: and they're in the dome. I, yeah. I'll give pick me, take the Saints. How about me you, the Matthew? Saints.
3: Uh, yeah, give me the Saints. Who dat? Daniel? Who dat? I'm taking the Saints. There you go.
1: Did you know that 66% of men lose their hair by age 35? Sometimes it happens. (laughs) <laughs> By the
3: age of 25. You know what? I take that back, actually. I didn't realize it was eight and a half. I'm looking at this again. Sorry. I was looking at
0: something else real quickly. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Eagles. Was that something else having specifically to pertain to this show that you're currently no. doing right now, or was it? <laughs> no, a totally no, no, different was, thing. T- okay. T- totally
3: different. I was, I was looking at all the quarterbacks on your team that's, in Arlington.
0: That's fair. <laughs> I understand that.
3: And then, in our matchup, here's, uh, you know, I played Marquez Valdez. Game
0: I saw that yeah, 1.8 points. Uh, and, and I, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. I did see it.
3: Yeah. That. I mean, honestly, that, that may be what, what dooms me against you is is not the quarterback situation, but rather, MVS. Anyway, go ahead. What do you got? 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35. Something. Why are you looking at me? Why are you
1: looking at me? I said 25 when I was looking at you. The thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. (laughs) It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Yep. You got any bald spots yet? Yep. How will you feel (laughs) a year from now if it's business as usual up there? Miserable. I ask you, do you want a bald spot to pop up or do you want to do something about it first?
3: I'd like to do something about it first.
1: Good. Do you want your hairline to recede or do you want to do something about that first? I'd like to do something about that. Okay. Why do guys turn to weird solutions or nothing at all when they can turn to medicine and hmm. science?
3: I like weird solutions.
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, instead of that, you should actually check out 4 a okay. one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hymns connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. There's no waiting room. There's no awkward in-person doctor visits. Save hours by going to 4hymns.com. It's so easy. You answer a few quick questions. Doctors will review and can prescribe you, and their products are shipped directly to your door. Order now and our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now while supplies last. You see website for the full details and this would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. So go to com slash FFF. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash FFF. com slash FFF. Fun game here in the AFC West. The Broncos coming off of a bye, going to the Chargers, who are playing really well right now. They are now 7-2. and two. Amongst the starters in this game, Emmanuel Sanders, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, and Keenan Allen. But that, of course, is assuming Keenan Allen plays on Sunday. Stefania after he was added to the injury report on Thursday.
2: Yeah, again, you know, the Thursday ad, you don't like it.
3: Stefania doesn't like it.
2: Yeah, two body parts listed there, hip and a finger.
3: Also don't like that.
2: No, you don't.
3: But you need, you need look... I'm no medical expert. I'm no Stefania Bell. I don't Shocking, want to brag here, but right? but uh, hip and a finger,
0: you need those to play professional football. Am I right or am I right? You well, need you, one of them. Ronnie Lott played without a finger. So. Yeah, that's I right. He was just, excellent point, Daniel. It is. Yeah.
2: And, uh, and good point. Great. great. All right. Hall, of, Hall of Famer, Ronnie yeah. Lott.
3: So, so I will say what this, are you, so. are you saying Keenan Allen's a wimp? Is that, no, is that, no, are you calling we, out Keenan Allen, by the way, Daniel Dopp?
2: Because we did not say he wouldn't play. Oh. But we said to be on the lookout because Friday practice, obviously, very important. A little bit of surprise down mm, yeah. in the Chargers community for him being the late ad, limited practice on Thursday. But again, Keenan Allen's the guy who wants to prove that he can play after he did so last season following the ACL. So uh, if he can be out there, he will. But stay tuned.
3: You know, it's interesting here, Field, is that um, even if he play, look, if he if he's active, you're starting him in season long. But it's somebody that might be thinking about him in daily. Uh, look, he'll be matched up against Chris Harris. He has struggled against Chris Harris in the past, you know, one of the best slot corners in the NFL. And so uh, if you're sitting here, you know, Keenan Allen's not even 100% and a tough matchup here. Someone maybe to uh, to avoid, or certainly lower expectations for him as you're setting your lineup. Yeah, think differently
1: for your foundation pieces of your daily fantasy lineup. But there are some other questions in this game on the Denver offense. We do expect Royce Freeman to return, but even when Royce Freeman was playing, it was pretty clear that Philip Lindsay was the man in that backfield. Here's where I think people are going to be asking about Denver, though. Is Cortland Sutton? Remember, two weeks ago he made his debut as the number two receiver in Denver, yeah. not the number three. The production wasn't amazing, but we still have some hope for this player. Like, I don't think that one game should dissuade people from not utilizing Cortland who We've got as like, a low-end wide receiver three or a, you know, in a deeper league, a pretty strong flex consideration.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm nervous a little bit about him uh in this particular game just because I expect a shadow from Casey Hayward, you know, who's been... uh Who's been played pretty well this year, yeah. right? You think about the Chargers just as a defense, right? They're the third best defense against wide receivers over the last four weeks. They've allowed the seventh lowest touchdown percentage on deep passes, which has been a big part of Sutton's game to date so far this year. They have the sixth highest interception rate this season. I think it's tough to pass on the Chargers, and my expectation is I think you see a heavy workload uh, from the running game here in Denver trying to keep the Chargers offense off the field and so I think you see a lot of Philip Lindsay and with Royce Freeman back they can sort of Pound the rock here. And so I would lower expectations for Sutton. I will actually
2: support your cause by saying I think the Chargers get Joey Bosa back this week, too. Wow.
3: Look at my pal, Stefania Bell. They're the brilliant and lovely Stefania Bell. I
2: wouldn't be surprised if he is, you know, they sort of moderate what he does. He's been gone for so long with the foot issue. There's no way to say for sure that it's 100% behind him, but I think you're going to see him on the field.
1: Wow. That would be awesome. One of the best players in football could potentially return for the Chargers. This Sunday, the Chargers are, of course, favored in this game. They're seven and a half point favorites at home. <sighs> the Chargers have this penchant for making things difficult on themselves. Maybe this is the year that things are different, and because of that reason, I'm going with the Chargers. Matthew, how about you? I am too. Bolt up, bolt up. Okay, and go you, Chargers, go. Oh, you
0: are not allowed to do that because go I won that Chargers, bet. Go. You are not allowed, Matthew. No, I am you no, because you kept doing I the hamstring won, joke because I won the ham. I won the bet because I won the bet. Did he? That's how best. Percy Kyle. Stefania, who do you got?
2: I got the Chargers. Did who do you bet?
1: I am taking the Chargers. All right, a couple of games left here. We begin in Jacksonville where the Steelers go. Go, go.
3: There, I changed it.
1: The Steelers go to Jacksonville to try to avenge a couple of losses to the Jaguars last season. On the starting front, there are a lot of players. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, Leonard Fournette as well for the Jags. Stefania, just put people at ease here on James Conner because that concussion has not limited his participation this week.
2: No, full participation so far. Again, you like to see back-to-back days. Yesterday we said it was encouraging that he was out there full go on the first day of uh, documented injury reports, but back-to-back you like it even better.
1: I think it's really interesting this week, Matthew, that the Ben on on the road thing is going to be a topic of conversation. But Ben's been better on the road this year, and
3: it just doesn't quite feel like the same Jaguars defense of old. I would agree with both statements there. I don't think road bends a thing anymore. I genuinely don't. Um and so uh, and the Jaguars defense, I'm not convinced the Jaguars defense is a thing this year either. All that said, they're still a good defense. While they may not be Saxonville anymore, right? are um, still a good defense. They're going to get AJ Boye back this weekend. That'll help the secondary. I, uh my expectation is Stefania that uh, Boye's it will return.
2: It looks good. Yeah, yep. looking trending good that, that way. Trending that way as they Jaguars
3: say. for all. Thank you. And so for all their for all their struggles, guys, this year the the Jaguars you know still rank second in pressure created. Right. And you think about Ben Roethlisberger and how he's done against pressure so far this year, two touchdowns and four interceptions. He's 22nd in passer rating. So, you know, I do think Jacksonville tries to bring the heat here a little bit. Game is in Jacksonville here. I have Big Ben just outside my top 10. Yeah, he has been red hot this year. I think just like you kind of answered that question already. But
1: if you had a better option, you might be considering a streamer for the Jaguars' defense this season. They have had some brilliant moments, and they're still really good in a lot of ways, but they have just not been nearly the same defense this year as they were last season. And teams are averaging minus .2 points, defenses are, when facing the Steelers this year. That right there kind of tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, correct. Steelers, five-and-a-half-point favorites here. It's a big line. I think the Steelers go down there and win, though. I'm concerned about this Jaguars' team. You know, as, as,
3: uh, as well you should be yeah, here. Yeah, as well as um, I should be, yeah. I mean, the Steelers are playing great ball, and the Jaguars, three and six. Uh, I mean, this, I want to say this is their season, boy, five and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Steelers. Stefania.
2: Steelers.
1: All righty. I'm taking the Steelers. All right, Steelers are the clean sweep here, and of course, the most anticipated game, not just of the weekend, but perhaps Can't of the wait. season, right here on ESPN Monday Night Football featuring the Rams and Chiefs.
3: And we are company men, but here's the great thing. Here's my fantasy advice. Ready for my intense, in depth, hardcore fantasy analysis? I'm super ready for it, yeah. Start everyone! Start everybody! Go. There you go, America. Start everybody, the Chiefs and
1: the Rams, basically every single player available. And Stefania, so the only one I want to clean up for an injury front is Sammy Watkins. Is he okay?
2: Uh, I think he will be. You know, they, we only have the one day because it's Monday game, but we saw him banged up and out there playing, uh, regardless. And I think you, you might potentially see him again. He has a foot issue that kept him to limited practice, but as of right now, I'm not nervous if something changes. You know, obviously watch through Saturday.
1: All right, keep an eye on that one through Saturday, but it does feel like Sammy Watkins is going to play on Monday night. The only people I wouldn't want to play from this game are the two respective defenses, but Patrick Mahomes, legitimate MVP frontrunner right now. Tyreek Hill, number 2 wide receiver in terms of scoring this year. Uh, Todd Gurley, the leading scorer in all of fantasy football. It's going to be a great game. The real intrigue here, I think, is not which players you're playing, but who ends up winning
3: this game. Like is there anything else we want to be labor uh, fantasy-wise? Like play them all, be grateful for no, it. No, play them all. It's um I believe there. – so uh, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley, and Harrison Butker Yep, are all top, top five, five yep. at their positions. And then you add Woods and Cooks. Both top ten. Both top ten. Cooper Cubs 18th, and now he's out for the season. But right. going into this week, you know. I mean, right. And on a points-per-game basis, he'd be he, – I think he's probably borderline there. Top he, ten, yeah, yeah, close to it, yeah. And so, I mean, it's nothing short of just – ridiculous here, something to watch out for. Uh, and we talked about this on the Fantasy Show on ESPN Plus. Todd Gurley currently tied with Ladanian Tomlinson for 10 straight games of 19 or more fantasy points. That's that's an NFL record in yep. terms of, you know, for fantasy. Um, and so if he gets to 19 fantasy points in this one, Todd Gurley, he would hold that record by himself. Uh Gurley and um you know, Ger- Mahomes is on pace for the most fantasy points ever in any season by any player he is, which ridiculous. is currently currently Peyton Manning in 2013 the 55 you know, touchdown season
2: I forgot about the fact that uh, Sammy Watkins you know this game was originally scheduled to be in Mexico City they yep. obviously changed the location because of the field conditions there it's going to be played in Los Angeles and I sort of forgot about it. Sammy Watkins is going back to LA to face the Rams where he was before so revenge i think I, I think if Hashtag there's revenge yeah, game, yeah, you know if there's any more incentive for Watkins obviously was held out last week but i think if, if there's any more incentive I, I think i could see them setting up a trying to set up a nice play for him out there in Los Angeles and by the way just want to give a quick shout out to the Rams who are donating so many tickets for this game to first responders dealing with wildfires in california so uh really appreciate that taking advantage of the fact that it moved to do that
1: cannot yes. wait for this game on monday night again we've got the rams as two and a half point favorites i'm taking the rams but i have no idea oh, ri- i just flipped a coin land on, la- on the rams
2: it's so hard yeah. it's I'm so taking the rams. hard yeah um yeah. This is the highest over under <laughs> in NFL history. It's so hard. Um okay. I'm gonna go with the Rams. But I can't believe it.
0: Daniel. It's hard. I am gonna take the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, because if you didn't take the Chiefs,
1: Daniel, I was going to flip my pick because I wouldn't feel good about the entire show. Yeah. I, going, I don't
2: even feel great about it. Like I love. I, I think it's going to be like whoever has the ball last. Like right. We Here's saw this game before. Yeah.
0: I want to know what is it that you guys have as your point total? Because with that being the Monday night game, you got to put in what the point total is for a tiebreaker.
1: You know what? I'm flipping my pick. Oh, okay, I'm sure. going to the
0: Chiefs. I'm pulling a Matthew. I'm going to the Chiefs. You are. I'm a going play. Chiefs. 45-42. I have forty-one, oh thirty-seven. Uh, that's
3: hilarious. Look at look. Just so you don't think, can you see what it says there on my screen? What I put in. Stop it. <laughs> 45 41. Like, I mean, that's like, amazing. right. Yeah. So, anyway, that was without, you know, I, I put that in before you guys said anything. 45. I have uh, Rams 45, Chiefs 41. What do you have,
0: Stefania?
2: I don't know yet. I'm going to think about it.
0: I don't think that's fair. And that's not how we play the game. Yeah. What?
1: Thanks for playing along. <laughs> we for cannot wait for mo- It's going to be an amazing S- game cannot cannot on Monday wait. night. Cannot or wait for Monday that. Monday night. Should be a ton of fun. In the meantime, fantasy football now, 10 to 1. We're back on ESPN2 for the duration on Sunday morning. Before then, you'll have Stefania's injury blog on Saturday afternoon. I don't say this because she's a good friend. I say it because it's true. There is no more valuable injury resource during the week than Stefania's piece on Saturday
3: afternoon. 100% true. You guys have no idea how much she pours into that uh, column.
1: Thanks,
2: guys. And uh,
3: by the way, Kit and Chip, they are
1: awesome. A reminder of what they are doing. 06010music at gmail.com. Prove that you made a donation to the V Foundation, and they will hook you up with the various tracks that you hear
3: as part of the carbon of this show. Fantasy show on today, ESPN+. Plus. Yep, check it out. Streaming all season long. And, of course, Love, Hate column up on ESPN.com or in your ESPN
1: app. Matthew Barry, TMR, on all forms of social media except for the Fantasy Life app. He's just Matthew Barry. Yep, sir. She is Stefania B 87 on Instagram. Some cool photos from her trip out west. And Stefania underscore ESPN on Twitter. I am at right. Field Gates. We'll see you guys on Monday.
3: Peace out! <laughs> ha! You're in the 06010
0: never gonna hustle in case you didn't know matthew berry tmr you you
3: you, you, you guys go ahead give me grief for being on sports center for 45 seconds i think you could do better than me because i don't think you could You
1: you're you're
0: field yates
1: you're 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 terrible at hashtag improv at 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 field
2: yates at field yates stop on your Bell let Barry convert you. Secret squirrel, then you'll die. Make, make, make,
0: make, 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 make it happen.
2: Mediocre fail.
3: Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO.
0: Gemini, you may find yourself struggling with alertness today. That's because you stayed up last night celebrating the hundreds of dollars a year you could save by switching to GEICO. Your struggle will continue well into the afternoon during Philip's status meeting in which you'll say, no, Philip, I wasn't snoring. I have severe seasonal allergies.
2: Your presentation was riveting. Well played, Gemini.
3: GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.